Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, hello. Oh, what's happening, people? We are back. It's, we are starting a cult on a fucking Monday for on you. A Monday, yeah. How about that? We're uh, the computer always has some type of issue. Yeah. Uh, but we're here. We're here for a Monday episode for you guys. It is true. And also, you know, much like the computer, uh, in life, you know, just shit happens sometimes. We're just gonna do like a little, uh, little birth of an episode between. The series, all right? We'll yeah. get back to the uh, West Memphis 3 next week. Yeah, we'll be there. Not even this week. Yeah. We'll be there this week. Because it's Monday. It's more of a... It, it kind of worked out, too, because it's a good... It's a great series. It's something that people, especially if you like our show, you're going to find it interesting. We'll let you, know? you ruminate on it a little bit. Um, but, it, it, I mean, we'll call it what it is. It's a very logistical episode, more so than theory-based. It's very... Uh, courtroom-esque so getting a nice little buffer in there is something that um i think will make you appreciate it a little bit more yeah we're getting ready for the courts but yeah so uh today's episode is going to be pretty chill yeah freaking chill we're going to be doing a news episode that we typically do from time to time um we you know we always bring some weird news stories or just things happening around the world that are you probably yeah. don't really know of. No, I think uh, we should first address the most important news story in uh, the news, you know, right now. I think you know what I'm talking about, Grant. Kanye West. Aaron Carter is dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> Aaron Carter is gone from this earth. If and I have to hear that again, no, I'm going to lose it. You know, what's interesting is that uh, Kanye does kind of play into it a little bit. Oh, Have really? you seen this Twitter thing? The last tweet that Aaron Carter sent out was, Hey, Kanye, I just want to talk. Let's just talk. Dude, maybe Boom, they... dead in the bathtub. Maybe the they day. did Maybe they did end up talking and Kanye fucking killed him. Exactly. Maybe Who's going to believe Aaron Carter, known addict? I, yeah, you know, who's going to believe him? And dead man. That sucks that he died so young. I think he had a kid or something. But isn't that weird with all the stuff going on with Kanye? He tweets out something uh, like, hey, Kanye, let's just talk. Dead in the bathtub, Jim Morrison style. His vinky was a key. Isn't that weird? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're a gold member? Isn't that weird? His vinky was a key. My vinky was a key. Oh, man. Um, but no, uh, that... 
I mean, that wasn't what we were going to cover, but we, you know, it's we talked suspicious. about it. It's suspicious. It's suspicious. It seems like a, uh, you know, conspiracy. It, yeah, it is a little weird, admittedly. Uh, but so is the world right now. It's just a strange fucking place to be. I'm I'm coming to terms with the fact that the world is always just a terrible place. Yeah, it has it's, its like, uh, moments. We're always like, oh, things are weird lately, huh? It's like, I feel like this is just always how it is. That's just what we do here in my now. In my 26 short years here. That is just what um, we do now. That's just what we do. The world is so weird, dude. Yeah, it is. Um, and what's it going to be now without Aaron Carter? I, I can't tell you. Have you paid penance to your Lord and Savior, Aaron Carter? You know, I not recently. Um... I was thinking I'm behind on that, though. Yeah, so. he wants candy. You're going to have to give him some. Oh, shit. I got to find okay. some. I think I have. No, I got a big ass Kit Kat bar. after the Halloween season. Yeah, you have some. I got a Kit Kat bar, and I got, like, some uh, lemon heads or something, I think. In honor of him, you got to... You got to give it to him? I, I guess. I, I mean, don't know how. How would you give it to him? Maybe you eat it. I have to make, like, a sigil and pray to Mr. Carter... And offer the candy as my uh, my offering, I guess. Yeah, penance for not doing it earlier? Is that sure. how that works? This guy's got weird fucking rules. Man. I don't know, man. Weird fucking rules. He's dead. He can't want candy anymore because he's a fucking dead body. You know who took all the candy, Kanye? Yeah, candy. I'm convinced that he killed him in his bathtub in his Malibu home. I don't Kanye even know if candy. it was in Malibu. It's perfect. They sound the same, you know? Candy, Kanye. Candy, Kanye. Come on. What a funny name. Kanye... Kanye. Oh, he's just called Ye now. Isn't it Ye? I, it, I don't know, man. Ye just I, sounds too provocative. Ye, oh, Ye. <laughs> What's up, Ye? Um, but yeah, that's uh, that that did happen. That's recent news. So that's not what you wanted to talk about. No, I mean I pulled up a couple little articles that uh, might pertain to things we enjoy around here. Um, I do. Want to say we actually? I mean, we haven't talked about this off the air, uh, but we were looking at it before we began recording. Um, something if we could find it, something we might try. Um, I don't know when it might. It might be today. Might be next time. Might be never. Are you talking about the TikTok you were trying to find? Of no, like violently violent uh, real, realistic. Sex. No, yeah, just like. Good. No, I'm talking about um, for those longtime fans, possibly even day one fans. Um, we do have one unreleased episode that we've never re-released. You know, um, I don't know if you guys are aware of that. That was back in the Podbean days. That was that was our third, well, second real episode, third overall episode ever recorded. I think the first was David Huggins, right? Uh, number one was Huggins, yeah. David Huggins. Yeah, it was. Um, but we did end up re-recording it um, because we just we were still learning. We didn't mute the computer, so there were some weird chimes. Um, and we both like my dad was cooking, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. you could hear him in the kitchen like cooking spaghetti or something. That was back when we both had like weird stage fright, even though we're not in front of anyone. It's just us talking. <laughs> yeah, we were still getting like used like, to this. Um, so, as as, as you, we as we look at that information, maybe, you might understand. Uh, oh I, no, go ahead, go ahead. But <laughs> we were like weren't talking like people. It is an episode on Bill Schnoblin, someone that we had we did it not super long after, maybe six months, eight months later, we revisited it and recorded it better. Um, 
But I'm, I was thinking about this today, and I looked for the file. I believe I found it. Um, I got to do a little bit more digging to make sure it's the right one. Um, but if we do find it, we're thinking that that might be a fun little uh, Patreon thing. Yeah, a fun little Patreon present for you. Be- if you are a patron listening right now, yeah. and uh, by the time you listen to this, that'll probably be up if we find it. Yeah, so I think it's a, it's a cool little thing because... We do the a similar thing every Patreon episode, and this is one thing that we could give directly to patrons. So if you do want to hear the unreleased episode of our show back from the earliest days, if you want to see where we've blossomed from. Was that 2019? I believe 20, it was, yeah. yeah. If it was, mm, even if it was later, it was early 2020. It was at our beginning, our inception. But that is uh, that's just a little housekeeping for the show in general. Yeah, um, and honestly, just so you know, uh, when Grant said like we do usually do the same, like normally somewhat the same thing for our Patreon episodes, I'd say the news episodes for the main like uh, you know release like that anyone can listen to. So basically, this episode right now, this is probably the closest you're going to come to it without actually getting the Patreon. We're just a bit more uh, free with we're, our yeah, we're much with more our conversation and much that. more personal. With what we want to talk about, um, we obviously share more opinion, and you get to know the inner machinations of our show, yeah. um, <laughs> which are just like me and him speaking, so we won't like split an audience. <laughs> yeah, essentially like, speaking with uh, well, that's what we do here. Without that, you know, we're just kind of like, ah, eh, fuck it, you know. If you don't no, like it, stop. no, idiots. idiots. Yeah, you see, this is what you do. But that, uh, Grant abuses the patrons a lot of the time. I do, but it's because you guys fucking sign up for it. You know, you want... It is true. It's like a roast. You know, you guys wanted to be roasted. Boom, roasted. And then you at the end, it. it's always like, a you know, at the end of a roast. It's like, but really, no, you guys are great. It's one of those things. Yeah. But now that we did a little bit of show housekeeping, we gave you one little tidbit of news. Um, we'll go ahead and get started. I don't know what the news is that I'm going to be reading to you all. I don't know it either. I just saw you You said, like, all right, let's get this page up. Yeah. So you're just going to be scrolling, I assume. I went back to my original. We use them for all of our news episodes. I will plug them again because, God, are they just wonderful for everything out there and kooky. Um, MysteriousUniverse.org. They are wonderful. They also have a podcast where they do... Sort of a recap of everything. Um, I, I'm not super well-versed in it, um, but they do publish articles daily, and once a week they compile just strange and mysterious news stories from around the globe. Yeah, um, they just talk about it, much like us. Yeah, it's it's a really cool website if you're into strange stuff, which I assume you are a little bit. Um, but we're going to go ahead and check out some of the stories that they have posted, all right? Right now are we ready it's like oh my phone died oh no oh no yeah give me give me the give me the nitty-gritty come on all right let me let's launch into this hold on let me see if this is news or not you can't read before you start reading all right i'll just go ahead and read you blank off the first story all right blank off blank off i know nothing of it from the proof, or from the quote, okay. proof you can get funding to study anything, end quote, file, comes a study on zebrafish by Northwestern's McCormick School of Engineering. 
They found out that fish look down when they swim in order to watch the solid riverbed below in order to help them stabilize while swimming against the currents with all the other fish, plants, and debris floating in their vision. How about that? All right, so we got some pessimistic fish in the river. The fish swim upside down. Wait, oh. No, I made that up. I <laughs> I gonna, that. Okay, well, I can believe anything. This is a weird fucking news story. The fish just look down, um, but that is that is interesting. The fish are able to look where you... You don't typically think that. You know how they say dogs can't look up, which is just not That's true. just horse shit. That's not even true. I literally had a dog for seven hours and that was proven false like four times yeah dude navi sees something on the ceiling like a reflection of something he goes absolutely insane yeah and it's only on the ceiling so he has to be looking up you guys ready for this one? this is gonna be a good one you... <laughs> just going past rapid that. fire you guys ready rapid for this fire. all right fish look down next fish look down a team of neuroscientists at the university of wisconsin we're investigating how the gut microbiome can influence how mice and humans react to ingesting cocaine. All right? So these people in Wisconsin are giving rodents cocaine. Yeah, and little do you know, they found a way to control how high a mouse can get on any given amount of cocaine by injecting them with a genetically modified amino acid which cannot break down glycine which is the brain chemical that controls the reaction to cocaine. I can't imagine it's doing uh, anything good for their internal organs, though. Well, So it's basically doing all the damage without the fun for the rats. Essentially, but it's good because this could result in a new way to treat addiction, okay? Because, you think of it this way, if they can control how, how intense the feeling is based on the amount, for somebody that's an addict that would need that high, you know, to get over the jonesing, you could give them this injection of this amino acid and then give them the tiniest, tiniest bit of cocaine so that it wouldn't have that profound effect on the heart and the gut, but it would still give them what they want, you know? Hmm. I feel that could, in theory, that works, but it, that would, like, imply that it's just a dragon of feeling that they're chasing rather than, like... People who are fully addicted to that shit, it's like if you're not getting enough, like when when it comes to what your body wants, you're still gonna be experiencing like withdrawals and shit. Yeah, it is that does raise an interesting question. Is it more of a mental game where it's like the high is what the body wants? Or is it that once you have a tolerance, it doesn't matter the reaction, your body just wants a set amount? Um, that's an interesting question. I don't know. You see, because I feel like if it was a placebo effect type of thing, we'd just be like fucking peddling bacon powder. No, but that's the thing. It's see, it's not a placebo because the way it works is it's. I'm no scientist, but what I'm gathering from this <laughs> is that the parts of the brain that break down, or the parts, I guess, of the stomach that would break down the cocaine, this would act as a buffer so that the body would break it down much quicker or much slower so that way you could take you know a little pinch of cocaine and with the right amount of these amino acids it could feel like you just did five lines dude the uh the drug running people anyone in drug dealing all those big head honchos they're gonna want to get their hands on this no they don't want. they're gonna want to get their hands on they don't want this because (laughs) a guy that's gonna go out and buy an eight ball of coke for like a friday night 
Now this motherfucker can buy like a quarter of a gram and a bunch of amino acids, and he'll have a weekend, you know? All right, first of all, they could acquire it and destroy it. Okay, well, Maybe okay, not all yeah, of it yeah. in the world, but also, imagine how much you could fucking charge well, for just a little pinch. Well, okay. You buy yourself a mansion for an eight ball. Yeah, okay, Come that's on, a good dude. point. That is a really good point. Um, this is wonderful for drugs. It Yeah, it, it is. It's good in multiple ways. First off, if you're a guy that really wants to get fucked up, but you don't want to spend the money... You just got to find a way to get these amino acid injections. And you got to talk fine. to these rats, dude. Um, just, like, get their party stories. Also, if you're an addict but you don't want to die and you're a type that needs, you know, seven, eight grams of Coke in a night just to feel something, look no more. Worry no more, people. Get it these is, aminos and you'll be fucking soaring full sky high. The just time all is the time. Nigh. If this hits the party scene, it we're over. Like, the world is over. These cokeheads are going to be fucking taking over it's the universe. It's going to be fucking bath salts everywhere. Dude, if the Wall Street people ever get their hands on this, we're in for a problem. You know how many sales they're going to make? The biggest <laughs> thing about cocaine is that you have to come down from it, and it doesn't feel very good. So the idea that you could just keep riding a very small amount of cocaine indefinitely, we're in for... Wild, wild inventions. Oh, serotonin okay? will just immediately turn to bile in the brain. Yeah, this is about to be the next industrial revolution if this comes out. It's going to be May. I don't know. Like it's, It'll be fine. I feel like it won't. I feel like it on. won't be fine, but it could be. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is I don't think it's going to be a mess. Mass market. Just from a little discovery no. with a mouse, come on. No, if anything... Like this, this mouse is high as shit. I didn't even give it that much coke. Can you imagine that being a, like a, an office discussion? Oh, dude, I fucked up that mouse. <laughs> I fucked that guy up, dude. I gave that mouse the equivalent of a human head's worth of cocaine. <laughs> he doesn't even get it. Yeah, I wonder if it only works for cocaine, because if it does, that uh, seems kind of pointless. Um, but if it works for other drugs, it could be a big like medical breakthrough. Yeah. Um, in more ways than one, it could definitely help with uh, getting people off of addictions of pain meds because um, they wouldn't really have to take a large amount of pain meds anymore. You know, um, so that, that could really help. That I feel like it it would work for just like a weaning method of just like all right, we're gonna try to save this guy's body, not the rush he desires from the yeah fuck the, the mental game like we're just trying to make sure like, your body you doesn't feel kill as itself. crazy as you want but you're not gonna do this much cocaine gerald but yeah that is that's an interesting uh medical i guess medical or scientific update um not something i was expecting to hear or read but i'm interested yeah. i want to know where that one takes us yeah a little chance of snow at the mickey mouse playhouse oh yeah baby. clubhouse rather what an idiot sorry Animal biologists and chemists at the Institute of Transformative Biomolecules of Nagoya <laughs> University in central Japan. <laughs> Slow down. You're going to have to repeat that. Okay, okay. You ready? No. No. Someone's pissed out there. That was Navi. Oh, okay. Navi's angry. He wants to come He's see us. He's slamming himself against the door. Animal biologists and chemists at the Institute of Transformative Biomolecules of at Nagoya University in central Japan have identified the pheromone involved in the mechanism that triggers pufferfish to spawn on beaches using moonlight. 
Okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> Moonlight specifically? It's not even like... So it has to... The sunlight reflecting from the moon has to be diluted from re- reflection and ingested it, it through the night sky. Well, I guess sort of. But what this has taught us is that um, now the pufferfish joins fellow animals in the kingdom, such as wildebeest, cows, and humans, um, whose reproduction is affected by the lunar cycle. All right? Welcome to the fold. Yeah. So, yeah, the lunar cycle actually has a very physical effect on the pufferfish. Wait, it has an effect on us as well? Supposedly. Are you getting all astrological on my ass right now? Um, I don't have any data to back that up. But, I mean, I, you guys been outside during a full moon? I'll tell you what, there people get weird. I'm not really into that. That uh, is a thing. Didn't we talk about that on, on, like, a past episode where it's like, yeah, crime just happens way more during full moons. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a weird thing. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but it, it there's something about the lunar cycle, man, that just, it really gets humans going. Classic lunar know. cycle, yeah. Um, but I got another lunar story that uh, is actually a lot more interesting than the pufferfish. Did you ever read that Stella Luna book as a kid? Uh, no, I can't say I have. Oh, it's about a bat. It's great. Everyone check oh, out Stella Luna. Stella Luna. A team of Chinese researchers claimed to have used convert or have converted actual lunar regolith soil samples into a source of rocket fuel. What? Mm-hmm. Dude, don't tell the US government. Holy shit. So what this means is that they were able to take lunar soil samples and oxygenate them and with that they were able to create some sort of rocket propellant. All right? That's insane. Um, and obviously, <laughs> this is huge fucking news. Yeah, dude. Cheney's going to be coming for that ball of cheese. Uh, because now this means future space explorers can technically, in the right conditions, create a propellant that could bring them back to Earth. So it would require less energy to get to where we want to go. And it would actually potentially allow us to travel further because we wouldn't have to worry so much about fuel if we could get that to work. It's a literal interstellar gas station. Uh-huh. And what do you need like a centrifuge or like some sort of some sort of pipe to to make that happen? How do you oxygenate soil? I don't know, but it's a, let's see here. So On it the says moon. the lunar soil acts as a catalyst enabling the electrocatalytic conversion of carbon dioxide into methane and oxygen. Oh, of course. So obviously when that happens, that's, you know, that combusts and it creates fuel. We all knew that. But that really, if that is real, obviously this is just something that they say they've been able to complete. If we can make that actually happen, we're looking at a very, very, very swift change in space travel. We're looking at gas prices like under a dollar. I mean... At least space space gas prices. Space gas. Um, our gas, no, not so much, unless we're using lunar fuel. Um, but we would need to pretty much destroy the moon for that. I like the tide. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, know. we could just put, like, a faux moon up there. Do you think it would work? I, maybe. But, I don't know. <laughs> the, the real, like, uh, tricky part of that would probably be removing it and then replacing it quick enough to where nothing goes wrong it's like the ultimate indiana jones like switcheroo yeah it is it's like the the bag of bag of nothing to swap with the gold you know yeah 
We're, that's what we're trying to do here. This one's for all you guys out there that have cats, all right? With the moon. This is what you guys... Oh, you guys got cats out there? Oh, Here's I know the you do. Yeah, that's true. I have a cat. Yeah, now. Greg got a cat recently. I no. haven't seen it. Hiding under a bed. Yeah, he's hiding under the bed, but he's fine. He pooped in his litter box, and uh, he's doing okay. In and somewhat around, but yeah, that's all he, right. He's learning. He pooped in the, in the box, and I assume, since there was a little bit of litter on the floor... That he tried to bury it, and it just landed right on the floor. He didn't have enough real estate. But it was a solid stool, so it was not an issue, all right? Non-issue. Nah. Yeah, we're not used to solid stools here with Navi. Nah, he's, his are a lot more watery. His are a lot more watery. Navi is a porridge machine. He is. He makes homemade fucking oatmeal and grits, dude. I'll tell you what. But if you have a cat out there, a study by forensic scientists at Flinders University in Australia. Wait, Flanders? Flinders. Oh, okay. Way less funny. Uh, but they discovered that a cat's fur can retain enough DNA shed by a human who has been in their vicinity to serve as evidence linking the person to the location. Evidence that could someday be used in police investigations and criminal trials. So That's what, fucked up, too. Just a DNA sponge running around. Yeah, let's boil that down. So if you have a cat that, you know, you pet maybe it sits on your lap or hangs out on your couch or you know i don't know maybe it just uses your jacket as like a blanket it will passively implicate you in crimes it could because that cat could act as a sponge and pick up some dna and then said dna could later be used to link you to that location dude is that what they're doing when they like lovingly nuzzle against your leg as they pass you and shit they're like mm, i'll take this for later they're turning they're, they're like we're collecting gonna, we're gonna fucking he Cats didn't are feed sick me. Fox, dude. He didn't feed me on time. I'm sending him to prison. I'm gonna fucking send his ass to prison. There is no proper time to feed a cat. You just give it all the food, and he's still pissed. So I'll tell you this: if you have a cat and you're thinking about committing a crime, kill that cat. Just get rid of it. But Don't then, what do you do it. with the cat? You bury it. You eat it. Either but, way, there's gonna be cat fur. And it's like, oh, this guy's all over this. No, dude, again, you're like, what cat? I don't have a cat. Somebody fucking planted that thing on me. That wasn't me. It's like, then why is this cat 95% you on the outside? Nah, dude, they, they fucking planted that shit. I'm, that is fucking... They OJ'd my ass. That shit ain't real. So I swept up my bedroom and poured it into the trash can. What do you know is in there? It's a cat. Yeah, it's a cat. Um, but that is interesting. It makes sense. I wonder... Now, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if dogs could do something similar. Um, it would obviously depend on the dog because a lot of them shed, you know. Um, I feel they like they run enough. too spastically and like, you know, they're they're too into their own stuff. That is true. Like, I don't it's know. the love and affection that'll implicate you. Them, yeah, you know. Yeah, the, my dog will just tell you what's going on because he'll let you know that you know something's up with me or somebody. Or maybe Navi's trying to be more like a cat because anytime I'm not touching him. He, like, starts licking my face, and if I continue to not touch him, he goes over to you, and he just, like, rubs all up on you. Yep. And then if you kick him off, he just yells until one of us starts the whole cycle over again. Pretty much. I mean, he'll, uh, he, like, plants his, or, uh, he plans his nights. He sleeps at the foot of our bed on, like, a little section of a couch that we put over there. And he knows, like, we don't let him sleep in the bed just because he's too big and he wants to cuddle. Yeah, he is, uh... The ultimate weighted blanket, but he's very bony. Yeah, but he knows once we're asleep that he can get in bed and we don't mind it. So then he'll—I can't tell you 
probably five days a week, I wake up with him laying on top of me in one way or another. Um, so if, yeah, if he's ever at the scene of a crime, I'm more certain than not going to be implicated because of my dog. That's just what's going to happen. Your pets are trying to kill you. It's not really a surprise because <clears throat> uh, pets are slaves. Yeah, in a weird way. You know, and they just they're say, entertainment slaves. It's just immediate Stockholm syndrome. It's like, well, this guy feeds me. I can't leave. And if he does leave, he's like, I have perfect freedom. And he sees you again. It's like, I have to go back. Let's just do it. Let's do it. You know? Uh-huh. It's a weird. It's kind of sick. Yeah, I mean, what in are you both, gonna do? In both ways. Yeah. So that was the article on cats. Yeah, the cats. Um, funny enough, we actually didn't like pause the recording. That was no. Just, we were just uh, that was a pregnant pause where we reflected. Uh, yeah, neither of us wanted to crack for a good like split <laughs> second. We were like, just waiting. Isn't that crazy? Just <laughs> surfed them and it, it exists in our homes with animals. All right, so let's move on to the next one. This is a short and sweet bite, but it's an interesting one nonetheless. Does it have to do with cocaine mice? Uh, it has to do with Benito Mussolini. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. The Villa Carpena Museum in Italy's northeastern Emilio Romagino region has artifacts from the life of fascist dictator Benito Mussolini. These include his military uniform, his beloved motorbike, an iron cradle. And the ghost of him and his family, question mark? <laughs> Wait, an iron cradle? <laughs> yeah, an iron cradle. <laughs> so the ghosts are in a box? Um, I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Paranormal investigators, local visitors, and the owners have all reported encounters with the ghost of Mussolini, accompanied by the sound of a plane that his son crashed in, and the voice of Mussolini's wife. All right? How about that? So all the... I, okay, that is creepy. But the first thing I'm thinking is, like, this is a museum dedicated to the guy? Don't no, you think there might be, like, images and, like, maybe recordings? It's like, I'm Mussolini's wife. Here I am doing this. And it's like an animatronic. <laughs> it's like, Hi. Just, like, sweeping up and, like, uh, you know, hitting uh, the lessers or something. Hello. I'm fascist dictator Benito Mussolini's dead wife. <laughs> I'm about to tell you about... I don't know, fucking Swiffer products. I don't know. What does she like? I don't you fucking like know. Fascism? fascism? Um, yeah, I don't know, but it is interesting. Um, again, this is something I don't have a ton of knowledge on, but it seems that it's coming from more than one person. But kind of like Jake said, I feel like you're predisposed Maybe. to see what you want to see at this place. I don't know. Do we know when these uh, these sightings and whatever are happening? Is it like at night or during the day? Or? They didn't specify. Um, I'm going. It could to be assume... like a night at the museum type of thing, but instead of uh, Teddy Roosevelt, it's just Mussolini. <laughs> I'm good. That would be way better. That'd be insane. Um, I'm going to make a wild assumption and say that it's a little bit mixed um, because if it's if visitors are noticing it, it's probably happening during business hours to some degree. Okay. All right. Um, Fair. But as well, you know, paranormal investigators and stuff. That more than likely is going to take place in the evening or nighttime. So I, maybe it's both. I don't really know. But you know what? There is also the thing. I have no idea what the scheduling for things in Europe are. Like maybe museums are 24 hours. Who knows? That'd be cool. Like I don't know. Everything, everything's different over there. Maybe that's why we're so stupid because our museums have horrible business hours. It's like we're open at 10 and we close at 530. Oh, great. I work. Can I come out there? No. 
on Saturday, there's going to be 5,000 people yeah. here. You can't get yeah. in. But yeah, uh, Mussolini's ghost is hanging out in a museum in Italy. Yeah. Uh, if, if there are any Italian listeners, let us know how the hours work for your museums. Uh-huh. In an email, startacult at gmail.com. Let us know. Uh Another one. It always seems that we come back to these time-traveling stories. Am I right? Oh, yeah, dude. I saw a, a footage of a dude teleporting on the fucking news the other day. That, what? Yeah, I think I sent it to you, right? Was it, Where did you send it? Cause I don't know if I saw that. Maybe on Instagram. I don't know. I'll have to look. I, I don't often check that a lot, but I'll have to look. Come to think look. of it, I don't think I sent it to you. But I saw that shit. I like that. It was just behind this woman. This guy just appeared out of a portal. Well... Another one of those photos that claim to be proof of time travel has emerged. This one shows what appears to be a modern surfer dude in a 100-year-old photo showing fellow beachgoers in a period attire seemingly staring at their strange sand and surf lover. So essentially what happened was... Was a dude with a surfboard and his shirt off? Yeah, it's a picture of a guy surfing like 100 years ago. And it's a picture of a bunch of people from 100 years ago kind of staring at this guy. Very, very, very confused. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how long surfing has been a thing. But I imagine when it first came out, people were like, this guy's conquering the ocean right now. He's harnessing the ocean and using it for his own gain. Amazing. Like, I would stare at that shit. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine so. Like, was he wearing a Fitbit? And like a... a uh, make America Great Again hat or something? Like, what was it? Yeah, I don't know. They didn't specify. But um, I would. I don't think he was wearing anything. I just think he was wearing, like, a bathing suit. That's why it's probably bullshit, right? Who knows? Well, 100 years ago, what were the, the swimsuits like? They were those, like, leotards, right? I think so, yeah. Or, like, they were, like, the one-piece, like, Grandpa Simpson wears, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Um... But either way, you know, these things pop up all the time. Um, Just the other day I saw a thing. It was a tweet from 2019. And it was a guy predicting the next 10 World Series winners. And he got the first three right. And obviously people are jumping at the bit for that, saying that he's a time traveler. He knows some shit that, you know, is next level. People don't know. Um, or it was just blind luck, and people don't want... They want to believe in the weird, Dude, right? you just know if he's wrong at any point during these next seven, he's just going to be like, well, uh, the timeline changed. Yeah, timeline changed. I can't go home now because the timeline changed. What do you guys want me to do, man? Timeline changed. Timeline changed. Jeff Bezos played SpongeBob in a live-action movie, but not in this timeline. <laughs> Didn't happen. Didn't happen. That was his ultimate goal. All of it was leading to that. And he finally got a yes after the fucking Astros won. Yeah, somebody figured it out. He was like, I gotta wait for the right moment. This is what my whole career has been He's like too embarrassed all this time to even bring it up. He's like, oh, what's his name? Something Kenny? <laughs> it's not even like the... Oh, yeah, what's it? The, uh, Steve Kenny, Steve, I think? Or something like that. But it's like not even... He doesn't even own the rights of SpongeBob. He's just the voice. He's like, Mr. Kenny, please, I'll give you anything <laughs> to play you. Whatever you want, man. In the live action version of SpongeBob that I am pitching to you right now. I will say, this is not as interesting as the news we've been in. Uh, but if any of you out there are billionaires, 
uh, first and foremost, <laughs> what the fuck, fuck are yeah. you doing listening to us? Yeah, I mean, what? Why are you here? Uh, give us some of it. Um, yeah, dude, Patreon link below. Come on. But also, if you are a billionaire or you feel like you can get a loan for a billion dollars, the Washington Commanders football team is up for sale as of right now. And there are three very, very, very outspoken individuals that actually want to buy it together. All right? Oh, they are trying plan. to join hands and buy it together. Um, do you know who those three people are? Um, all right, I'm going to say Mark Cuban is one of them. Okay. Uh, I guess Bezos uh, and... and uh, uh, McLovin, that guy. Okay, okay, you you got one right. Um, <laughs> it was Cuban. No, Jeff Bezos. Oh, okay, all right. Well, uh, Jeff Bezos wants to buy the team. Um, obviously, it's something that like he's looking for investors with. Can you imagine like needing to split the bill? Yeah, with fucking, <laughs> with fucking Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Um, the <laughs> other individual, the two front runners, or the people that at least have the best chance as of right now in the public's eyes. Um, working together is Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z are working together to try and get it. That's an insane pairing. As well as recently this weekend, basketball player Kevin Durant says that he wants to throw his hat in the ring with the th- with the other two and wow. be a minority shareholder with them. Wow. Um, chances are high. <laughs> wow. For those of you that you know aren't really into football, it, I don't, I'm not very well versed in this either, but I do know... That the owners are a very weird cult of people, and they have to sort of agree to let you buy a team. Um, you can come in and purchase that team, but they can pretty much just kick you out if they want. Um, Even I, after you purchase it, or beforehand? I mean, not so much kick you out, more so just not let you in the club. Okay. You know, and then there's no point. It doesn't really matter. Um, I don't think that Jeff Bezos is really going to fit in with that, but he does have a very, very big contract with them for Thursday night football for the next decade. That is true. So chances are high that the NFL is, they would lean his way simply because of the money he would bring, you know? That does make sense. Yeah, he is is known for making money. Yeah, so it could very well be that Jeff Bezos in the not-so-distant future might own or at least partially own an NFL team. Okay. Um, right. Obviously, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but it could happen. Okay. Hey, you know what I think I forgot to do? What? Uh, how far are we in? 30, 3750. Uh, that's Grant and I'm Jake, and we are starting a cult. I don't think I did that. Fuck them. All right, keep going. What is it? They don't need to know. Fuck them. They, they know. Fuck them. I just like to say it every time because it makes me feel nice. All right. Gary Campbell. Gary Who, Campbell. He is the manager of the official Loch Ness Monster Sightings Registry. <laughs> also, he's like one of the one of the elites. Yeah, and he shared the photograph that he believes to be the most credible of the, this is the most interesting part of this. This article was written last Friday, so November fourth. Something. Um at the time of the writing of this article. There are 1,143 reported sightings in the registry of the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. And he has logged every one of them. All right? Good every one of them. 
And he shares his most credible, or which one he believes is the most credible, and it's a series of 10 photos taken in 1997 by Richard White, which shows something going in, coming in, coming out of the water and going back into the water. All right? Seems like that might be where it lives. That's something that we will, uh, I'm going to post that on the Instagram, uh, just so you guys could look at it, but that is what Gary Campbell says is, the most realistic and believable Loch Ness Monster sighting that they've ever had. All right? Okay. I can't wait to see this, honestly. I How about that? I have not seen this yet. How about that? Sorry again, actually, about like being so silent on the socials also, but, you know, we're here, so. You know. We'll always post. We'll always give you the episodes. Will we, though? Yeah. Will we? Yeah. We need reassurance. We? We're like fucking up the schedule. Will we? <laughs> we'll always give you something. Yeah, you know that. You don't Until have to worry about it. Until we directly say like we're done. I don't think we're, we're always here. We're probably not going to do that pretty pretty soon. So until I decide to fucking retire with all of the uh, millions of dollars that you idiots have given me. No, idiots. see, this isn't Patreon. You have to you have to trap them first, and then you can abuse them in Patreon. Idiots. God damn it. Griffith University researchers demonstrated that nose picking can push the chlamydia pneumonia bacteria directly from the olfactory nerve in the nose into the brain. So this is for people with chlamydia. Or is this just in there at all? Like if you get chlamydia (laughs) in your in your snot, and you're just muzzle loading your boogers. No, yeah. If you pick your nose a lot. There's a good chance that the bacteria that it can cause chlamydia and pneumonia will go directly from the olfactory nerve into the brain, and this leads to an increased risk of developing Alzheimer's and dementia. All right? Well, sh- I'm going to have to change my ways. Yeah, and so if you're a nose picker, I mean, it's okay in moderation, but uh, it could lead to problems. No, it's true. Know? It's true. It could lead to some issues. I don't know. It it's could. It's never a good thing. It could. Um, now that Halloween has passed, they've compiled a little bit of a tiny list here. Uh, it's really just a list of three people. Who's they? What is this? Um, that have seen ghosts oh, and openly. All sweet. Right? Like recently? Celebrities. Oh, okay. Celebrities that have reported of seeing ghosts. All right? We got three of them, and they're all old, and they're all going to die soon. Alice Cooper, Elton John, and Cher. Have all seen ghosts, or at least reported to be to have said that they've seen a ghost. You know that list of people doesn't surprise me. Really? I don't know why. I mean, like Alice Cooper, like everyone can you know surmise. It's like, oh, his whole thing is like spookiness. Cher, it's just like, all right, well, she's like a vampire, and then uh, I don't know, Rocket Man, you know, whatever. Rocket Man. You can see all sorts of things with those glasses. Because he's burning out his fumes out here alone. Yeah. 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 All right. So, are there like details about the, like, what did they see? No. Um. Just they that they have reported that before. Um. The only one that gave some details was that Elton John had a, a sort of a sleep paralysis thing where he said he was awake and a ghost or some type of spirit entity was sitting on top of his chest. There. Yeah, that'll happen, man. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. You know. Yeah. I don't want that anymore. Okay, let's see. I'm gonna just, I didn't read this one yet. Let's see what it let's says. Let's see though. what it holds. As if child sacrifice isn't horrifying enough, 
a new analysis of a single hair from the mummified head of a child associated with the ancient Nazco society in Peru who was sacrificed thousands of years ago when her head was cut off as part of an ancient ritual reveals that the child had consumed the psychoactive San Pedro cactus prior to her execution as part of the ceremony. Well, that would have to probably soften the blow there, huh? I mean, maybe a little bit, you know. Um, I don't I don't know, to be completely honest. Yeah, she probably thought she was the fucking conductor of the planet at that point, and everything was just cartoons, even though they weren't around yet, and it just all shuts off. Really? That, yeah. I don't know. That's how I imagine. It's like you're tripping on drugs, and then you're beheaded. Are you kidding me? Well, that's a good point. Um, I got two two little brief news stories left for this episode. All right, guys? Okay. A 1,000-year-old amulet of Thor's hammer was found during excavations near the southwestern town of Yesby. Uh, what? what? An amulet of Thor's hammer? Yeah, an amulet of Thor's hammer. Is this just like ancient bling? What is this? Yeah, a 1,000-year-old piece of ancient bling that is meant to be a resemblance of Thor's hammer. Is it like a precious stone or like... A, um, let's see. Just um, a rock? It was excavated near the southwestern town of Isby. Um, it is the first piece uh, uncovered in Halland County or country? No, county. County. The lead amulet is from the late Viking Age and was worn by those adhering to the old Norse gods rather than to the new religion of Christianity. All right. This is my people, yes. So they found the amulet. We like gods with hammers and pickled herring and white sauce. The amulet. And I'm going to leave you um, with one interesting news story. I think this is a great news story that will wrap up the episode. All right, guys? (laughs) Okay. It's really just silly, but it's kind of fun and kind of cute. All right? Get with it. Cambridge University experts have been analyzing photos and images and bones of rhinoceroses over the past 140 years. Is okay? that the plural, rhinoceroses? Rhinoceri. Rhinoceri. It says rhinos, but I just like the word rhinoceros. It's just funny. It's way better. Um, so they looked at all five species, white, black, Indian, Javan, and Sumatran. And what they have concluded is that rhino horns have actually shrunk over the past century. And they believe that this is because they are being hunted by humans and only the smaller horned survivors remain. Obviously, that's like a trophy hunting thing. And I don't know if they have ivory-like you know, tusks. I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't think so. But it's definitely a trophy hunting thing. And it evolutionarily, the rhino has figured out that the smaller the horn the better chance of survival there is. So now all five species of rhinos actually have smaller horns than they did about a century ago. Yeah, I guess, yeah, don't don't get, buy into all the flair, uh, you know. How about that? That's Whatever you got is all you need. It's cute. It's just a cute little story. It's kind of cute. It's an evolutionarily adorable story. Yeah, but the rhinos, <laughs> they're okay. They're here. It does kind of involve the mass uh, genocide of their bigger horned brethren, but... Just a little bit. Just a tad bit, but, you know, I mean, that's fine. Do you, do you think that um, that played a part in their, like, uh, mating or whatever? It's like, this guy's got a way bigger horn than you, fucking dweeb. You know, Fuck go, you. Go I, with that guy. I'm going to live longer, dick. But Fuck you. But then it's you. just like, ah, oh, 
they're inheriting the earth, these small horned uh, idiots. Small horned rhinos, baby. Yeah. They're coming at you live. But I think with that being said, that's effectively our episode for the day. You think you could open a can with a rhino horn? Yeah, I think you could. You could smash it. Yeah. You could smash it open. Well, yeah, I guess that's the episode for the week. That's, uh, that's yeah. us. That's your rhinoceros hour. But don't worry, guys. We will be back Friday. If you're a patron, I'm thinking if everything goes as planned, you guys will have access to the lost episode of the show. How about that? It's a try not to cringe challenge. You're going to hear us before we knew what the fuck we were doing, even though we don't really know now either. It's one of those that I'm probably not going to listen to, so I I want you guys to know what it says. (laughs) For me to listen to it would be pain. But (laughs) Listening to some of those early episodes is nuts. I think I'm I'm like, what was I like? Fucking god damn. Did I just take... I'm like scared of everything. Did I just take... I'm like scared to say things. Yeah, we still don't know what we're doing, but we're more confident about it, I feel like. Absolutely. I will confidently be wrong on here, and I don't even give a shit, okay? Remember you said that snake was fucking 30 miles long or some shit? (laughs) That was crazy. And we're like, look back at it like, that was wrong. You blew my fucking mind with that. And like, I didn't realize why you were so dumbfounded until later, and it was like, oh my god. Did you not even realize the shit? I can understand. The, the magnitude of this a snake, snake is that bigger day. than Rhode Island. It's like, it's like wow, what? this thing is strangling the country. Like, I don't know. <laughs> this thing could take down a fucking cruise ship. Um, it's like but the yeah. Titanic. Mm, so yeah. if you guys do want to hear that, which I think it's interesting. I mean, it's not for everybody. But if you do want to hear that, uh, definitely join our Patreon. Um and if not, don't worry. You get free episodes every week. So, it's and true. you know, we sometimes we miss, but we'll replace that episode with something like this. So, don't worry. Exactly. But with all that being said, that's effectively our episode for the week. For the week, and we'll be back on Friday for more of the West Memphis Three. Yeah, baby. <clears throat> oh yeah. So that yeah, like I said earlier, way too late. Uh, we are starting a call. That's great. I'm Jake. Mitch isn't here. It's Monday. What are you freaking crazy? Um, follow us on all the shit Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and then we also have an email startacult at gmail.com let us know about your Italian museum hours yeah uh, we also have the Patreon down below we're on TikTok Wasack underscore pod and we're on YouTube go like and subscribe thank you yes thank you very much do you want to do bananas? I took it over last week or last time we did this Bananas. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.